Hey everybody, this is Zoe Midler, Digital Literacy Specialist for the Boulder Valley School District, and this is episode 12 of Not a Rocking Chair Librarian. Today we're going to be talking with Regina Hoskins, who is the teacher librarian at Southern Hills Middle School in Boulder. Regina's done a really interesting project um, slash initiative of late uh, titled Reading Around the World, and she's really tried hard to bring together both her traditional print assets with her digital assets to help students um, literally explore the world uh, through reading. So we're going to be chatting with her in just a couple of seconds to hear about the project and what she has learned from it and what her students have learned from it. Stay tuned. Hi Zoe. Hey Regina, how you doing? I'm good, how are you? Good. So was that difficult to uh, gain access to the app? Oh, good, fantastic. Okay, so I'm calling you because I want to hear more about your reading around the world, read around the world initiative. So okay. what would you like to tell us about it? So this is something that I had thought about doing for a while. And it was something that I thought about through seventh grade specifically because it connects so well with the seventh grade geography curriculum. Um, for years, uh, I've been in the library for seven years and I do so much with sixth grade through their separate reading class, which they have in addition to their LA class. And now that we have humanities at eighth grade, they have a block as well. And I felt like there was a sort of gap in seventh grade is ter in terms of literacy. And I wanted to try and do something to connect to those kids in addition to um, what they're already doing in their classrooms. And so I talked to the teachers. We have two LA and two social studies teachers about sort of collaborating and doing this year long program to kind of promote um, reading and get the kids involved in doing more reading through seventh grade. And I had heard about some of it uh, on the internet through different places. I found one through the Chicago Public Library that did an adult reading challenge where they had to read, I think, a different book from each of the different continents. And it was sort of just like a, a challenge for them. And so I took pieces of things that I found online from different places and sort of made up my own. And it's still admittedly a work in progress. And this <laughs> is March and we're still doing it through the end of the year, but we've already seen some things that we need to talk about or make changes for next year. So, so uh, first of all, I know you have a very extensive personal learning network, so I'm not surprised at all that you tapped that and you mashed up things. So yes. it works for you. So um, big kudos to you for doing that. Um, on the, on the, you said you sat on the Chicago public library site. Yeah. So I did some searching um, and found some different pieces here and there, but the one I liked the most was the Chicago public library had an adult program where they had a world map and they had, um, they were encouraging adults to participate in this reading challenge to read one book from each of the different continents. And there was some sort of final thing that they did. And I just sort of took pieces of that. And I thought, well, I need to kind of make this our own and work with the different teachers here. And they study the Eastern Hemisphere in seventh grade. And so I worked with both the social studies teachers and asked specifically what areas they would be addressing and made a list of the different areas. And we talked about the books that would be addressed or what they would be reading in L.A., Mm -hmm. um, that they have tried to connect over the years um, to the Eastern Hemisphere places that they study. So like when they're doing Europe, they also focus on Holocaust and reading either Milkweed or um, The Book Thief in language arts while they're studying um, parts of Europe. So there's so, somewhat of a connection that was already started with the teachers. And I taught yeah. seventh grade language arts my first year here about 15 years ago. So I knew some of the um, books and the content that was covered. So that sort of helped as well. So did, going into this, did you feel you had um, all the titles that you wanted or did you have to do anything for, about that? No. 
In fact, we have, <laughs> I have, I always try and support the teachers. So I, I, I listen to what they're doing in, in terms of, they, they give the kids a lot of choice, but they also, some of them still do some class books. Mm-hmm. And so I always try and have one or two copies of whatever class book they're doing so that they, I can sort of support them through the library. But I also went to my PTO because they do mini grants where they um, provide funding for different projects. And so I did this whole write-up of a mini grant and this entire thing has been largely funded by PTO. And one of the pieces that they funded was a certain portion of the amount I asked for was to order new. Hey, I think I've dropped you a little bit there. Can Hi, Zoe. Hey, um, it's so funny. I think it, my headphones are also messing things up too. But anyway, we'll just pick up where we left off. Is that okay? Okay. Yeah. So you were asking me about if I had the books had that the, I wanted. Yeah. And I think it cut us off right when you were talking about having applied for the mini grants. Yes. So I asked PTO for funding for several pieces of this larger one-year program. And so I, I sort of divided it out into different things I wanted them to fund. And one of the things was a couple hundred dollars towards new fiction and nonfiction books so that I could add new titles and um, more variety, not mm-hmm. just fiction. Mm-hmm. Um, and did you do any digital content as well? I went through our ebook and audiobook resource overdrive, and mm-hmm. I did not add content there. But what I did was I printed book covers with QR codes and posted those for students who preferred that version and taught mm-hmm. them how to scan the codes to download the ebook or the audiobook for any book that would fit this project. And so this has been kind of a persistent display, I take it, in the library? Yes. So I put up a sign that says, reading takes you places, and I borrowed old um, suitcases from staff members and put them out and sort of stacked books from different places around the Eastern Hemisphere and have continued to pull them and um, replenish that supply. And we have the kids come in either through their social studies or their language arts class once a month where we do something here in the library towards this project. They often come and will return books or get more books. They have a passport to keep track of what they've been reading and they get their passport stamped. We've also added activities when they come once a month, whether it's social studies or language arts. Um, One month we did a Kahoot over the Eastern Hemisphere countries because a lot of kids were coming in trying to figure out whether books were set in the Eastern Hemisphere. And we had a large map put on the wall to try and help them with that. Um, We have a guest speaker scheduled towards the end of the year from um, an organization called Seeds of South Sudan, who will be that monthly visit where they talk to the kids about, um, he's an actual lost boy of Sudan. And that I learned, some of these things I got through, as you mentioned before, my PLN or um, social media. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm really, I'm just fascinated by the display too. So you really like gone out of your way to really merchandise that with the suitcases and have the passport. Is there an opportunity for the students to talk, I mean, amongst themselves or share information? I mean, you know, I'm thinking like of some sort of social media hook for the students to actually talk to each other about these particular things they've been reading. Um, yes and no. We haven't done social media, but I'm thinking, uh, I just talked with the LA teachers. I think one of their final things at the end of the year is, um, they're going to turn their passports in, but essentially the passports are kind of like a reading log. I've been reading um, The Book Whisper by Donna Lynn Miller as I'm going through this, and she's got a whole section on the idea of reading logs and kids need time to read. And the, the passport is just kind of a fun reading log for them. They're going to turn those in for a drawing, and the PTO has allowed me to give away a Kindle at the end of the year from the drawing from the passports. But the social media part of it, I just, I just talked with the LA teachers about having the kids do a final reflection on one of the books that they've read 
um, on Flipgrid where they can share with each other and then respond to each other at the end of the year once they've gone through all their books. We've asked them roughly to read one book a month, which isn't a lot. And we've counted the books that they read with their teachers. So like when they did China and they read uh, Red Scarf Girl, all the kids wrote that in their passports and got a stamp for that. But then the rest of what they add in their passports is their choice. And so the final one, we're talking about doing a, a sort of a reflection on Flipgrid um, in terms of what did they connect with or um, what was their reflection on this book or how did they connect with a character? Um, we're kind of still hashing out the final details of that, but that is the social media aspect of it. Mm -hmm. We also participated, which I found through um, the Future Ready Librarians Facebook group in an international bookmark exchange. That was one of our first projects and the kids loved it. We were matched up with a couple of schools in Croatia mm -hmm. and we created bookmarks and sent them over there and they sent some to us and we redistributed them and they um, sent us some links and some um, pamphlets and stuff. So we got to pull up some information online. We did not connect with them online but I would ideally love to connect with another class next year in some way. Um, maybe throughout the year and have like a, a class that's kind of going through it with us would be kind of fun. Well, that would be really great. Um, no, I think that's great. I mean, you've, you've touched on all the cylinders, right? Like, you know, we've got a global connection. You're having them do some reflections. Um, I'm, I would be curious, I mean, at some point to think about having one student interview another student about the book they read. Like, you know, if you were, if you were going to interview somebody about a book they read, let them develop sort of their own interview questions and what would they like to know? Because not everybody's read the same thing, right? Right. Yeah. Right. So like maybe even it's almost like mini book reviews for like if we do this next year and you haven't read this one, you really should do it for the following reasons or something like that would be really interesting. Yeah. And the community piece has been kind of fun because I feel like we always talk in our building as a middle school, the seventh graders are sort of the middle child and they're sort of the ones who get split lunch and they're sort of the ones that, you know, there's things at seventh grade, things at eighth grade, and they're kind of in limbo in seventh grade. But there's been a lot of cool conversations when kids come in once a month with their classes a lot of times they'll share a book that they just read. And then I, I we got kids arguing over who gets the, the last two copies of it kind of a thing. So it's been <laughs> kind of fun to see that um, and to hear them say, oh, I just read this and somebody okay. else should read it. Oh, that's or, or kids will come in and, and get their um, passport stamped or check out another book. And it's fun to have conversations. I'll have conversations with them, especially the new books that I ordered. Um, you know, it's kind of the hard part of being a librarian. You want to read everything you get in, but I send them out with the kids and tell them, come back and tell me what it was like or tell me what you thought about it. So that's been kind of fun to have those conversations as well. And, what, and how's, what's the staff reaction been to all this? So it's been interesting. I need to re loop back around. I'm going to loop back around with the social studies and um, language arts teachers. Um, our staff is interested in it because we've, I've had the display up all year, so they've seen it. So there's been conversations about what is it? And, oh, that's really cool. And um, the one of the geography teachers who's actually currently on maternity leave has been doing her own passport as well along with the kids to mark what she's been reading in different places in the eastern hemisphere so that's been kind of fun um we've had conversations i think some district people were here and we talked about um i think there were uh people connected to battle of the books and how mm -hmm. I, I have stepped back from doing battle of the books and, and done more things like this that i would like to do with the kids because i feel like um it's just a little different focus for them it's not like take a, a test and answer questions. It's more about um, making connections and sharing books and just enjoying reading and kind of focusing on the objective under the seventh grade curriculum in terms of having them read and comprehend a variety of texts is mm -hmm. kind of the focus for us. Mm -hmm. Do you think, um, I'm just curious, I know one of the things that we hear a lot and having been a K through eight librarian myself is that, you know, sometimes in middle school, the reading drops off or they're not using the library 
the same way they used to, right? So I'm just curious if you feel like, could this be expanded even beyond just read around the world? Like, you know, what if you did like read about, you know, it's kind of like pushing topics, but you don't really want to push a topic. But I'm thinking like biographies are sometimes underutilized or um, books about different scientific topics and things like that. I'm just trying to, you got me like my wheels spinning, thinking about how you could do a similar promotion that sort of has that kind of hook to it. Well, it's interesting that you say that because I'd like to work with you and Ray at the end here to see about running different reports that might show me some data because it took a good month or two into this before the kids really realized they could read anything that's set in the Eastern Hemisphere. So I pulled biographies, I pulled nonfiction, mm. I pulled graphic novels. Like they did a whole um, unit on Greece and Rome in their social studies class. So like the first quarter, I had all those um, mythology graphic novels out that I could not keep on the shelf. I mean, we counted everything. If it fit to what they were connecting to with their um, geography, the kids were like, we can read those. Yeah, you can read those. We want you to read. We said, I don't know how many times the first couple of months. That's interesting because, you know, it goes back to this whole idea of curation. Like, I mean, I think we're really good as librarians at curating, but sometimes we don't think about that layer beneath, right? Like, yeah. you know, oh yeah, that could work in there. And then the students uh, never make that connection. So you're helping them make that connection too. So yeah, well, Ray and I would be happy to help you pull together whatever you want. I'm sure there's a lot of really interesting usage patterns and stuff that's happening here. Yeah, um, for sure. So, so, so the students have been excited about it and they've stayed and it's been building throughout the year. Cause you know, like you said, the first month it was, they didn't really necessarily get it was anything that they could read pretty much. Well, and it has been hard because they come once a month and they see it as separate. So we've had a lot of conversations around, well, is this a grade? Do we have to do this? We have to do this on top of what we're reading. And we've really <laughs> emphasized what you're already reading counts. But here's the conundrum that I've talked about with the um, seventh grade teachers. Sixth grade has an LA in reading class. So there's reading built in almost daily in their reading class. Mm. Seventh grade has one period, 49 minutes to fit everything in. Eighth grade has a humanities block. So they get two or three times a week where they're given reading time. Mm -hmm. So it's built into those and it's not necessarily in the seventh grade because they are so pressed for time and have to cover everything. And so I need to work with the uh, teachers next year to see if maybe we could do one or two, three days a week instead of doing some other starter, could we fit in some reading time? Because that was one of the things through the, um, the book whisperer too. There's a whole section about, you know, the only really way to tell if kids are reading is to build it into the day. And I know that's so hard for our seventh grade because their schedule is so different from sixth and eighth in terms of their, their language arts and reading. And so we're, yeah, needing to have conversations around that. So there's definitely some reflection on our part and trying to make it work for the kids. I've also worked with kids one-on-one -on -one who are struggling readers. We've gotten them um, the audiobook versions to make it a little bit um, for what their needs are. We've looked at um, easier books to read. I've made a whole spreadsheet of books <laughs> that we have and marked that we have them available or they're on overdrive so kids can access that. Um, and we've pulled a separate section of books for kids to work with the special ed teachers as well to have them choose from certain, a certain section of books that are more appropriate for them and that they can feel um, successful for instead of not picking these necessarily large ones that they feel overwhelmed and defeated from the start. Yeah, sure. I'm also thinking too that, you know, as, as the year builds and kids get books under their belt, it'd be really cool to have them actually be the ones book talking them. Maybe, at the, you know, instead of having them 15 minutes come down to you or something, you know, in their, they, you know, give 15 minutes to book talk what they've read and get the other kids excited about it. I'm trying to figure out how to take the promotion and, and spread the promotion around, right? Not just for you to have to worry about, but, you know, with the kids engage in the promotion as well. Yeah, for sure. I think sitting with the teachers too and talking more um, 
about their curriculums in a little bit. It's been years since I've taught seventh grade curriculum, but also just having, it's not a lot of time for us to sit and sort of collaborate and sort of plan things out. And so a lot of it's, they're supporting it and encouraging the kids and reminding them and giving them time. But at the same time, it's sort of like a separate thing at this point where it's through Mrs. Hoskins in the library. Right. And, you know, so we're trying to make that mesh a little bit more smoothly for the future. Yeah. Um, another thought I had too is I know that the kids can't tweet themselves, but it'd be really cool to have them tweet these authors. And if these authors like said something back or acknowledged them, you know, putting a pin on your map that said, you know, you heard from the author from that region or something. That would be cool. That's yeah. A great idea. Yeah. I'm trying to figure out like, cause I know for what, what we have seen, I mean, the thing that gets me excited when I'm reading, especially now is if I have read something great and I tweet the author and the author either tweets me back or likes my tweet or retweets gratification and you know I'm speaking with the person who I've just read who's really inspired me and I always think that that's really um that's I don't know for some reason that's the thing that's really got me reading these days <laughs> oh I know it works for sure <laughs> it's like yeah and the fact that we have that connection or that ability to connect with them is pretty amazing yeah so we uh, should tap into it for sure yeah and I know you guys have the Instagram account so that's, an, yeah, that's another possibility too and I think you should share your flip grids on Instagram and other social media once they're done I think people should totally see those because that would be fascinating to hear what the students have to say um, cool. so so you're happy with the program but you're going to be reflecting and, and and definitely doing kind of like post-mortem to see what worked what didn't how you can improve absolutely um, in terms of the flip grid too that would be their final reflection but I'd like to do a google form with you know here's the different things we did from month to month give your feedback what did you like what didn't you like do you have suggestions for next year seventh grade kind of a thing yeah and get I, I mean get title suggestions from them too yes um are you um so you're going to be doing it next year for sure well I need to confirm that with the teachers <laughs> but that's the plan I mean I've gotten some good feedback from them just from month to month when they've been in here for different things we also applied for the google expeditions to try and get that here and we're still trying to work on some virtual reality so we've got ideas we've talked about doing some olympic games when they do greece and rome next year as one of the activities so there's kind of some fun things we're talking about so I, I I'm intending to move forward. I just need to confer that with um, the different teachers and make sure it's going to work for them. Well, I know when you've decided to move forward, people should just get out of your way. So <laughs> I think that's awesome. Um, and this has been great. And I think this will be really great for, like I said, some of the middle school librarians to hear because I know that they, like I said, sometimes we, it's harder sometimes to get them in because we don't see them on a scheduled basis and all that stuff. So yeah, this, this could be a really great promotional way to you know, it sometimes it starts with early adopters and the, and the kids who like those kinds of things and those kinds of challenges, but usually it takes off from there, right? Like they started and then even some of maybe the more reluctant readers or kids who don't get into that necessarily right away, um, wait for others to test the waters and they get involved. So I think it's a really, I think it's a great idea. Um, and I'm hoping that you'll send me a picture soon. <laughs> I want to see yes. play. <laughs> I have a whole set of them. I've been uh, kind of documenting everything. So I've got a file I can share with you. Well, maybe when I put out the podcast, um, when I'm ready to publish the podcast, if you send me a link to a shared folder, I can include that too. So we can say, and Regina's resources are here too, because I'm sure that would be, that would be very interesting for people, not just to hear you, but to see some of the resources as well. Okay. All right. Thanks for doing this. I really appreciate it. Sure. No problem. I'll let you know when you're all live and posted. Thanks. (laughs) Okay. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye.